Doomsday preppers can seem pretty out there with their underground bunkers and endless supply of canned goods, but when the apocalypse comes, that's who I want to be best friends with. I'll admit it, I'm not properly prepared for a major catastrophe. My entire life is on the internet. I have a computer science degree, so like, if that all goes down, I'm kind of out of life skills. But the crazier the world gets, the more those survivalist folks seem like they're making a lot of sense. So this episode, I'm taking a page from the survivalist movement to help us learn how to stay alive when the going gets tough. So grab your hard hat and canned beans, know-it-alls, because today we are going to survive the apocalypse. Hi, my name is Bella, and you might know me as Jay is from TikTok or YouTube. But you're about to know me from this podcast, Know-It-All. And each episode, I'm going to help you become a know-it-all about something new. Here we go. Why am I so worried about the end of the world? Well, I've been watching the news. (laughs) Just kidding. I've recently binged a few seasons of Survivor on Netflix, and I'm super into it. Now I go around saying, the tribe has spoken, whenever my girlfriend and I make a joint decision. We decide to grab In-N-Out for dinner. The tribe has spoken. We agree to stay in and watch Netflix. The tribe has spoken. (laughs) We have fun. Anyway, Survivor premiered in 2000, and it's now on its 40th season, and the show has been on television for over 20 years. That's centuries in TV time. So before we get into today's topic, I want to do a quick roundup of Survivor fast facts to celebrate the long-running franchise. Here we go. Survivors don't pick out what they wear. Their clothing has to be pre-approved by producers. Contestants submit options based on a list of wardrobe guidelines. Then they are styled based on the role they've been cast to play on the show. For example, conservative business bro or bohemian hippie chick. Survivor is an all-ages affair. The youngest contestant was 18-year-old Will Wall from season 33, and the oldest contestant was former Navy SEAL Rudy Bosch, who competed in the first season at age 72 and the eighth season at age 75. Survivor castaways don't have access to toilets or toilet paper, so they have to get comfortable squatting outside. Sometimes they get too comfortable and get in trouble when the crew starts stepping in their shit. Survivor has served as a -a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for a number of couples, including Rob, Boston Rob, Mariano, and Amber Burkich, who are the only Survivor couple to have both won individual titles as sole Survivor. Getting eliminated doesn't mean you get to go home. When contestants get voted out on Survivor, they go to Ponderosa, which means they're stuck in a resort-like purgatory where they wait to vote for the show's winner. Honestly, from what I can tell, Ponderosa looks like a really fun vacation. Plus, I love the anxiety of not knowing if the people I'm spending time with are friends or enemies, so I would kill to be a castaway on Survivor. I guess for now, I'll do the second best thing, which is watching the show, and of course, pooping outside whenever I get the chance. Our mission is to survive. Which brings us to today's topic. How to survive an apocalyptic disaster. That sounds like a really fun TikTok challenge, but probably not so fun in real life. But the point isn't to have fun. The point is to stay alive. The concept of survivalists and the survivalist movement began after the Great Depression and then gained popularity after nuclear weapons became an existential threat. And honestly, after living through this pandemic, that seems like a totally sensible reaction, especially when you think about how much a catastrophe shakes up your sense of stability. Seriously, going two weeks without toilet paper can change your whole worldview. In fact, the coronavirus has vindicated many OG preppers who have been preparing for years, and now their ranks are quickly growing thanks to the pandemic. 
According to a recent Finder survey, the past 12 months of COVID uncertainty has led roughly 20% of Americans, or about 52 million people, to spend money stocking up on survival materials. Plus, an additional 35% of American adults reported that they didn't need to stock up because they already had survival gear ready for an emergency. If we add those two groups together, that's roughly 55% of Americans, or 141 million people, who are prepping for the end times. That's the majority of adults in this country. But not everyone has the same budget or strategy. For starters, there's bugging in versus bugging out. You know what that means, know-it-alls? I just got a word alert. According to survivalreport.org, bugging in refers to sheltering in your home until the danger passes. Bugging out means that you have to leave your home, usually to put some distance between yourself and the threat. There are pros and cons to each, so thorough preppers would want to plan for both and then determine which course of action they should take depending on the scenario. If you decide to bug out, then you should definitely grab your bob. Word alert! Whoa! Another word alert? The prepper community is so methodical and prepared, they have acronyms and terminology for everything. For example, B-O-B stands for bug out bag. G-O-O-D means get out of dodge. S-H-T-F stands for shit hit the fan, which refers to the inciting incident of the catastrophe. It could be a natural disaster or a man-made crisis like nuclear war. And it doesn't seem like this one's going to save you any time, but Tiantwaki translates to the end of the world as we know it. Okay, cool. Tiantwaki sounds chill. Just give me a second to have a panic attack about the end of the world as we know it. But aside from frightening long acronyms, prepping should actually help alleviate some of the anxiety surrounding future unknowns. Even the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has a website dedicated to food storage under the Gospel Topics section, encouraging members to prepare for adversities in life by having a basic supply of food and water and some money in savings. The church used to advise storing a year's worth of food, but current teachings have scaled that back to a three-month supply. They also suggest being wise about it and not going to extremes. I mean, that seems reasonable. It's a little naive to act like there aren't bad situations in life where it pays to be prepared. But before you go down an internet rabbit hole researching underground bunkers and nuclear fallout shelters, maybe just start out with a basic disaster kit. Some recommended items include water. One gallon per person per day for at least three days for both drinking and sanitation. At least a three-day supply of non-perishable food. A battery-powered or hand-crank radio with an NOAA weather radio with tone alert. Extra batteries. A flashlight. A first aid kit. And check out ready.gov for the full checklist. And the thing is, all that stuff is pretty easy to gather as long as you do it in advance. It's too late if you're trying to Amazon Prime yourself a first aid kit in the middle of a disaster. Because, of course, the key to emergency preparedness is preparing before the emergency starts. And if the apocalypse isn't coming fast enough for you, you can always try to get on Survivor for a practice round. Though, if you're a fan of indoor plumbing, you might have more fun watching it on TV. Hit me up on TikTok and Instagram at OnlyJS or Twitter at NotJS and let me know. Would you make a good Survivor castaway? Do you think you would win Soul Survivor or would you get voted out in the first week? Don't forget to smash those five stars and leave a nice review. It's super easy and when you rate and review the podcast, it helps other listeners find me. Curious what the next episode of Know It All be about? I'll give you a hint. They're called Ruins, but discoveries from these sites are actually quite valuable. Join me again next week for another episode of Know It All.